Good morning, online church family. This is an exciting morning today because this is our last Sunday online service from here in the studios at the Empower Centre. Next week, as you know, we're moving to a live experience from our Portsmouth congregation. So next Sunday, the 17th, you will be joining us for our live, as it happens, service in our Portsmouth congregation where you'll be involved in the praise and worship. You'll hear the ministry of the word live and also enjoy all the other bits that make church what church should be. Now today, I also want to firstly just say thank you for everyone that's been supporting the season of online church that we've done from the studio and encourage you stay with the journey now as we move towards this live expression and live experience of online church. I know that you're going to be really, really excited by the different dynamic that happens as you tune in on a Sunday morning. I also want to announce today that we're starting a new focus in family church that's going to last for the end of it, till the end of the year. And it's a focus on prayer. Now, we are starting a series today across our congregations called House of Prayer. And our heartbeat really is to place at the end part of this year a really, really strong emphasis on the importance of being a praying people, but also being a praying church. Now, I felt back in May a really strong tugging within me from the Lord to really concentrate on prayer. Not in a religious way, but in a life-giving way. Not in a way where we just speak on facts about prayer, but a season where we talk about prayer on Sundays, but also we include the conversations about prayer in our small groups. We make room for prayer. We have opportunities to experience prayer. It's going to be an exciting season. So from today till the end of the year, we're going to be in a common series together called House of Prayer. It really is a call to prayer. You know, recently I was in Israel and uh, especially in the Islamic areas, um, you regularly hear throughout the day um, the sound of uh, singing from high towers, which, if you know what's happening, is a call to prayer. It's a moment where the Islamic people, the Muslims, are calling their people to prayer. Now, actually, do you know every time that you hear bells ringing on a Sunday morning, that was the original purpose of those bells. It was a call to prayer. It was a sound that went out and said, come on, it's time to gather together to pray. What I'm sensing right now is a call to prayer, deep inside, that the Holy Spirit is saying to us as followers of Christ, this is time for us to concentrate on being a praying people more than we've ever been before. Am I saying the family church hasn't been a praying church. Absolutely not. We've always valued prayer in family church, but I just really sense, like I've said, the Holy Spirit underlining, encouraging us, 
put new focus, new energy, new passion on the prayer life that we have as individuals, but also the prayer life we share together as a congregation, a community of faith. Now, this is, I believe, good timing. When you look around at the world today, there's so much confusion, so much chaos. People don't know what to do next or what is going to happen next. We are in the world, but remember the Bible says that we're not of this world. So we respond to things that are happening around us in a different way to people that don't know Christ. How do we respond in times of uncertainty? Times where things that once gave stability no longer give stability. Simple. One of the things that we choose to do is we humble ourselves and we pray. We talk to the Lord. We communicate with the Lord. We, we cast our cares on the Lord. We listen for his voice speaking back, giving us guidance and wisdom. So I believe that us focusing on prayer in this moment is really good timing. Prayer, you see, was something that Jesus was passionate about, but also it was something that he was passionate for his church to be busy with. It says in Matthew 16, verse 18, the words of Jesus, he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus had a very, very clear blueprint of the church that he wanted to build. He wasn't confused. He wasn't making it up as he went along. No, when Jesus, our Lord, our Saviour, spoke those words, I will build my church, he already knew the design and the blueprint of what that church should be. And at the centre of that blueprint, I believe, was that we would be a praying people, a people committed to prayer. Let me read you some verses from Matthew 21, verses 12 to 13, that were based on something that was in the book of Isaiah, chapter 56 and verse 7. Again, well-known verses, but let's let them speak to us in a fresh way today. Jesus entered the temple courts and he drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned tables of money changers and benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Now, when we look at a family church, we certainly haven't made church a den of robbers, have we? That would be silliness to say that. But I think sometimes we have focused on things that were important, but not as important as being a praying people. Sometimes we've had initiatives, strategies of things that we need to do that in themselves are really, really good. But sometimes we've done those things instead of maybe take the time that we should to pray. And that's what we want to bring a correction to. We want to focus on being a house of prayer because Jesus said, my church, my father's house, will be a house of prayer. House of prayer for all nations, where we gather from all different parts of the globe to come together with a primary purpose, not a secondary one, to say, let's be a praying people. You see, the church, 
as we know it, the church that we're a part of, is over 2,000 years old. Now, family church is around 26 years old, but actually we're also a part of a church that's over 2,000 years old because the church that Jesus opened 2,000 years ago is the church that we still are a part of and um, identify ourselves with today. And we see in the early days or the origins of the church that it was born in prayer. Think back to the book of Acts chapter 2 when the church of Jesus Christ was born. It was the same moment when the Spirit was poured out. The day of Pentecost, people were filled with the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> but also, the church was born. Now, they were praying before the coming of the Spirit. They were praying before the church was born. So we can say with all credibility that the church of Jesus Christ was born out of a prayer meeting. Yet today, when we look at the church, it's interesting, isn't it, that sometimes we do this, we do that, we have these plans, we have these schedules, and sometimes it feels like we're trying to find a place for prayer, squeeze prayer in somewhere because we feel we need to. It's wrong, isn't it? Actually, the church that Jesus is building, prayer needs to be a central pillar, not an add-on or a bolt-on. So the church was born in prayer and we want to be as passionate about prayer because we understand what prayer is as that early church. We want family church to be the house of prayer that Jesus speaks of, where prayer isn't tolerated, isn't ignored, but valued and celebrated. It's amazing. I've been pastoring for nearly 30 years now. And if you put something like prophecy on a meeting, on the menu of a meeting, people flock to come. If you put food on the advertising of a meeting, people will come. But sometimes it feels, as a pastor, that if you add the word prayer, you can guarantee you're only going to get a couple of people come out. Why? We don't understand the power of prayer. If we understood the power of prayer, it would draw people more than the invitation of free food or a prophetic word into their lives. We want to correct any misunderstanding that we have concerning prayer. Get a passion for it again. Be the praying people that he's called us to be. Now, as we go into this new focus, this new season of concentrating on prayer, it's not just about us praying together our corporate prayer, what happens when the church prays. It's also about our individual prayer lives. When I say those words, let my life be a house of prayer, I'm talking about my life, but I'm also talking about the community of faith I'm a part of. So when I speak of a house of prayer, firstly, I'm speaking about me, my life. Jesus, let my life be a house of prayer. But also let the church that I lead, the church that my family are a part of, be a house of prayer in the context of us together. Another key verse that we can focus on when we talk about prayer focus is the verse that we find in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 14, 
where it gives us an invitation and then tells us the rewards of obedience. It says, if my people, that's us, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. There's a lot in that passage of scripture, isn't there? But number one, that the people of God need to humble themselves. Yourself doesn't want to pray. Your spirit man wants to pray. We need to give authority to the spirit of God who's in us, that's drawing us deeper into prayer, not to the soul or the flesh of who we are that would rather sit on the couch and eat a piece of toast. We need to humble, bring discipline, bring order to the self of who we are to be a people that pray and seek the face of God, but also turn from our wicked ways. God says if we do this, he will hear us from heaven. He will forgive our sin. Remember, the sin nature has been dealt with by the cross. But the silly sins, small s, that we all do during the day, really do find that forgiveness. Like it says in 1 John, that if we confess our sins, he's faithful to cleanse us and forgive us of all unrighteousness. But when we seek the face of God, when we have a prayerfulness to our life, we hear from heaven, we know the forgiveness of sins, and we experience God healing our land. That word heal is to make totally whole. What if, as we designate this time, of pursuing a greater understanding of prayer, we were actually to encounter God in the midst of this new focus and experiencing, experience him bring wholeness to who we are. As we humble ourselves and pray, we can experience, I believe, God in a fresh and a new way. So what's the plan? The plan's really simple. Starting this week, Together across our congregations, we are setting our focus till the end of the year. Hey, if the Lord wants to carry on, we ain't going to stop. But initially till the end of the year to say, God, we want to be a house of prayer individually and together when we gather in our scatterings and in our gatherings. We want to be a people that honour and celebrate prayer as we should. We want to be a people that aren't scared to posture our lives in a position of humility, humble ourselves, give the time to prayer that we should, make the time for prayer that we should. We're not afraid to do that. What we're going to be doing is each of your pastors in your congregations and some of the teams that they put in position to take part in this series are going to be sharing Really simple subjects. Subjects like what is prayer? Because we know until we know the what of something, the why and the when is often irrelevant. Many people don't pray because they don't know what prayer is. So we want to take week one and throughout this time of fresh focus on prayer, time to answer the question, 
what is prayer? We're going to look at what it's not. And then we're going to look at what it is. Why should we pray? What happens when we pray? How should we be praying together as a church? And what should our personal prayer lives look like when we're behind the closed doors of what other people see? How can we have a healthy prayer life that moves mountains? What's the place of faith in our prayer? How do we understand the different types of prayer that we can pray over any given week? Do we understand spiritual authority and the authority that Jesus gives us in our prayer life? All of these and many more are key subjects. We're going to look at what the prayer language is compared to praying with our natural tongue that we've known all of our lives and what happens when we pray with that Holy Spirit language that God gives us. It's also going to be a time where we answer questions, stir inspiration, see desire born for a deeper place of prayer in our lives. So this is going to be an excellent focus. This is going to be a time where we're believing for the Lord to meet us in this moment. Like I said, back in May, I really felt a call to prayer. I really felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me personally and saying, Andy, I want to bring you into a deeper and a bigger understanding of prayer. But also, Andy, I want to bring a fresh passion for prayer back into my church, the church that I'm building. All I know is when I heard that call to prayer, I gladly just lifted my hands and I said, yes, Lord, I want that too. I want that. I want to understand prayer in a greater way in my life. But I also want family church to be known, not as a place of religious prayer, but a place of vibrant, authentic, relationally driven prayer. A house that glorifies you, that's in communication with you, that hears you and is led by you. So I hope this excites you. And like I said, we're all looking now to jump in to this new series together with a passion to learn. I'm, I'm answering this call to prayer in a very simple way. I'm saying, Holy Spirit, teach me to pray as I ought. I hope that you'll join me in that simple prayer. Like I said, here we are. This is the final week of online church being recorded in the studio. Next week, we move to the live experience where you will join us for a live Sunday where you'll experience everything that's happening live and the anointing of God that's flowing in that live moment as we gather together in our Portsmouth congregation for online church. The Lord bless you. Have a good week.